Time for our weekly fan feedback show, a chance for you to share what's on your mind, questions and comments about everything involving our favorite team, the Los Angeles Kings. We'll read your emails and YouTube comments about the Kings goaltending decision, who the Kings could match up in the playoffs, feedback on our Zach Dooley interview and more. That coming up with this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years. And of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. It is time for our weekly fan feedback show, talking about everything involving the LA Kings. Uh, let's get right into it, and we'll start with some of your emails. And our first email comes from Jerry. He is in Thousand Oaks. We also have an email from John in Tokyo, and both of them are talking about the Kings' current goalie situation. Uh, Jerry says, just listen to your latest episode about who should be the Kings' number one goalie. I agree the Kings can have success with either Copley or Corposalo. My head says Corposalo, but my heart says Copley. I love the story of Copley, and he's been a huge part of the reason why the Kings are where they are this year. And part of me wants to see the team reward him for what he's doing now and what he's done this season. However, my head says Corposalo because of his playoff experience. I remember how amazing he was in the playoffs a few years back against Tampa Bay. I wonder if the Kings fans even know about the five-overtime playoff game he was a part of. Corposalo lost the game but made 85 saves, a new NHL playoff record. I'll be okay with whoever's in net, excited about the playoffs. Go Kings, go. Uh, thanks for that, Jerry. Uh, yes, for people who don't know, when Jonas Corposalo was playing with the Columbus Blue Jackets, he had an amazing postseason a few years back, uh, helped the Blue Jackets to upset Toronto in the first round, and then uh, took on a Tampa Bay team that eventually went on to win the Stanley Cup, and Corposalo was amazing in that series. And as you mentioned, 85 saves in a five-overtime game. Unfortunately for him in a losing effort, hopefully we'll see that locked in at Jonas Corposalo if he's the one who gets the call in the postseason for the Kings. And John in Tokyo says, given that the two goaltenders are producing in a similar fashion results-wise, which one does Coach Todd select when the playoffs start? And what are some of the matchup details coaches use to reach such decisions? I love what the cop has done policing the goal, but there is something calming to Corpy's game, and he's so athletic. The cop seems to give up a post clank per game, and that glove reminds me of the old floppy discs, you know, the things with the hole in the center. Uh, I, I probably would have went donut before I went floppy disk, but I do remember those old floppy disks, John. Uh, thanks for checking in. Um, obviously, there's a whole host of uh, different analytics, advanced analytics and stats that coaches can use and pour over. I'm sure that uh, if it does come down to it where it seems like both goalies have played really, really well down the stretch, and you got to pick one or the other. Um, I'm sure that Tom McClellan and his staff will get together with Bill Ranford, the goalie coach, and, and make a decision. But I think, you know, also it plays into it. How do you feel the the, te the team plays in front of a specific goaltender? Um, which goaltender gives a, a team more confidence? Uh, and maybe just and when it's all said and done, maybe a gut instinct. But I think the Kings are in a very good position right now with their goaltending and 
Wouldn't be surprised if the Kings are able to make a deep run. If we do see Phoenix Copley and Jonas Corposalo, certainly not in a, you know, one-off situation, but you know, if you got to turn to one of the other guys, I don't think the team would be uh, negatively impacted by that at all. Our next email comes from Ed in Temecula. And he says, I listened to you and Zach Dooley and enjoyed your nice interview. Part of your discussion was regarding Quickie being 3-0 with Vegas. He's now 4-0. Uh, no disrespect to our icon goalie, but it's not a big surprise. Vegas has been winning and leading the league all year, even with as many goalies as they've used, which is in no way on par with Quickie. They've still won all year. Their goals allowed is much less than the Kings and other teams. Translation, the team in front of the lesser goalies, uh, have been playing better defensively all year. So no surprise that Quickie starts playing and is motivated to prove everyone that he still has the skills. Earlier this season, you must remember the Kings defense was not all the fault of the goalies. They gradually began to play better in front of our goalies. And um, as the season progressed, the goalies get the L on their record, but it's the team L regardless. Uh, your show is great, and I do not need to even review other sources for news. I'm locked on Eddie for many years to come. Hope your toe is healing and also that your wife is feeling much better. Well, thank you, Ed. Appreciate that. My wife got to drive today for the first time since her knee replacement, so very excited about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still surprised about Jonathan Quick. Um, he has not only he's just completely turned his season around, and and if you want to say it's because he's got a better team in front of him, uh, I don't know that. I mean, maybe a little bit better. They have been in front of the Kings in in the standings all year long. Have the Vegas Golden Knights, but I don't know that they're that much better at least as far as the numbers Quick's putting up so far. He's completely turned things around with his goals against average and his save percentage. So I, I'm going to say I, I am surprised uh, what John Quick has done so far in Vegas. Uh, the next email comes from Mike in Carson City. He says, great podcast with Zach Dooley the other day. Really appreciate his insight with the club. It was also nice that he basically backed up my praise of Byfield in my last email. However, it's not just the top line. Since the 1st of January, the Kings have had the best record in the league, and we've been getting plenty of secondary scoring as well. A very balanced attack. We're not only dominating teams and games, with, but with four lines capable of scoring, we come at them in waves. The Islanders game was a good example. Played okay in the first period, then four goals in the second period explosion, followed by Corpusala making some big saves in the third. I couldn't agree more with you. Kaliev needs to be in the lineup, especially given Fiala and Dursey out. We need an extra scoring threat. He forechecked very well last game, so I think he got the hint. The team is really playing well right now. Let's hope to keep it rolling right in the playoffs. Go Kings, go. And again, that was from Mike in Carson City. Yes, uh, hopefully Kaliev has kind of gotten the message. Hopefully uh, he and Tom McClellan were encouraged by what he did in the last game against the Islanders, and he can keep that kind of effort going the rest of the way. If so, I got to imagine he's going to stay in the lineup uh, the rest of the season. We shall see. Uh, this from Eric in Mission Viejo. He says, I just want to say I listen to three LA Kings podcasts, and while they are all good in their own way, I like your show because I feel like you are the only one that is a real Kings fan. Plus, you don't work for the team, so I feel like you're going to give us your honest opinions and not have to hold back on being critical, although I do always feel like you're pretty fair. I cannot agree with you more on Jordan Spence. I do not get why Todd McClellan doesn't play him more. He is better than Sean Walker and will only get better with more experience. To be honest, I wouldn't even mind if he played over Sean Dursey. I wonder if this is how T-Mac will treat Brant Clark next season. I get wanting to be loyal to veteran players, but in the end, the best players should play. And again, that was from Eric in Mission Viejo. Um, you know, when he when when Brant Clark was in the lineup, it seemed like Todd McClellan uh, was more than willing to play him uh, a lot. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out next season. It would be hard for me to believe that they'll have Brant Clark up and not have him in the lineup. But 
again, that remains to be seen. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. There's going to be some decisions that have to be made as far as the right side on defense with Dursey and Spence and uh, Clark. I mean, there's a wealth of talent there. Um, you got to believe that one of those players could be traded away to help us out in some other areas, perhaps. But it's a good it's a good problem to have. Having too many good players at a certain position uh, is definitely a good good problem. We've got some more emails and YouTube comments coming up in just a bit, but I need to remind you that uh, today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel, and we're now past the halfway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's a bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sports app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point score to three-pointers made. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, let's get back to the emails. And this is from Isaac. He is in Roland Heights. Uh, we also have an email from Jeff in Eastvale, and they both are somewhat uh, similar topics. So we're going to kind of read them back to back. Isaac says, if the playoffs start today, what is your opinion on the teams we could play in the first round? What are some negatives on those teams? And what could the Kings do to win those games? And is there anything you could see that would hurt the Kings in the playoffs? Uh, also, Jeff says, a longtime listener and supporter of the show, keep up the killer work. Want to get your thoughts on a potential first-round matchup for the Kings as we approach the playoffs, assuming that the Kings clinch a playoff spot, of course. Which potential first-round opponents would you be more excited to see the Kings play against, or which opponent do you personally think would favor the Kings in a matchup stamp in a matchup standpoint? I appreciate your time fielding fan questions. As always, go Kings go. Well, uh, two different questions there. One, who do I think the Kings are going to match up against in the first round, and who would I like to see them match up against? Um, I think we're going to play the Oilers in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, hopefully we have home ice. Obviously, I think what we saw last year from that matchup going seven games would be pretty similar to what we would see in a matchup this year against the Oilers. Uh, Connor McDavid is playing out of his mind. He's having a career year. He's going to win the MVP without any question whatsoever. He'll win the Hart Trophy and the Ted Lindsay Award. Um, he's taking it to another level. And Leon Dreisaitl is also just as good another 100-point season from him. Uh, they've got uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and, and Zach Hyman are playing well, but it's still a very top-heavy team. Uh, it's They still have issues in net with Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell, and they still have issues defensively despite adding Matias Heckholm at the deadline. So I think a Kings-Oilers matchup is what we're going to see. Um, I think it would be very similar to what we saw a year ago as far as what the strengths and weaknesses are. But I think the Kings are better depth-wise. They're better in net, I believe. I think they're better on the penalty kill, which would be a huge, huge matchup situation with the Oilers because their power play is even better than it was a year ago, and it was good a year ago. So I think um, very similar to what we saw a year ago, if that ends up being the case, contain McDavid. You're not going to stop him, but contain him keep the Oilers off the power play and, uh, you know, have balanced scoring for the Kings uh, going, going into that. So I, I, I think we're going to see that matchup. We'll see if I could pick a first round matchup. Um, obviously I wouldn't mind seeing the Kings play maybe Minnesota or Winnipeg or even Seattle. Um, I have respect for all those teams. Um, 
But I think I think probably if I could pick one, I think I'd probably pick Seattle because I think their goaltending is probably a little weaker than Minnesota and and Winnipeg. Um, and while the Kraken are a very good, solid team, they don't have any one player that you really fear, like a Kirill Kaprizov from Minnesota. So um, I think we're going to play the Oilers. If I had to pick uh, a team that I wish that I would like to see his face, I think I would probably go with Seattle. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. Next email comes from Henry. He is in parts unknown, so I get to pick. I'm going to say he's in Culver City, where I started my illustrious beer hockey career at Culver City Ice. Sorry, taking a little sip there. My got a little tickle in my throat. Anyway, sorry. Um, Henry says, I just thought I'd join in and chime in uh, and contribute to your show. I watch every day on YouTube. Uh, I have yet to hear anyone with a nickname for Gabe Velarde. Uh, as a hockey player and multi-sports player growing up, I've had my fair share of giving and getting nicknames. Uh, my last name is Hendrickson, so I've been called Henry. So what I'm getting at is I have a name that I would call Gabe Velarde, and it is simple. I would call him V. Uh, it's what I would yell at him on the ice if I was wanting to get his attention. I enjoy your show. Look forward to each one. Let's go, Kings, and go, Kings, go. Uh, yeah, hockey nicknames usually are not real imaginative. Um we don't have the good old days like the Golden Brett and Boom Boom Jeffrey on and, uh, you know, the Rocket Richard. Now it's just Brownie and Kopi and Quickie and, you know, just add an E on the end. Um, I don't know what Gabe Lardy's nickname is. Uh, it's hard to shorten Gabe into anything unless you call him G. Maybe it's G. Maybe it's V. I have no idea. Um, if anybody knows, pass that along because I've never heard a nickname for Gabe Lardy. So maybe V when we call him that. Uh, Max is also from Parts Unknown. I'm going to say he's in Aliso Viejo, where I also used to play beer league hockey back in the day. He says, why is it that the Kings are no longer on terrestrial radio? They must have been the only, or they must be the only LA pro team not on AM or FM radio, even though everything is streaming these days. When was the last season that they were broadcast on an AM station? Do you like that they're only streamed on iHeart? I appreciate your podcast and I appreciate listening to Nick and Daryl call games. Just wanted to get your opinion on the Kings audio broadcast. Well, I certainly would echo that they have a great radio team in Daryl Evans and Nick Nixon. Uh, we love having Daryl on the show from time to time. Um, one of my old colleagues at Fox Sports Radio, uh, Jake Warner, is their audio engineer. So I get to, I know those guys pretty well. And as a matter of fact, the last time they were on AM radio was, I believe, on AM 1150. Um, or is it? Yeah, AM 1150. That's the Kings uh, Fox Sports Radio affiliate in Los Angeles. Um, I work at the Fox Sports Radio Network, so we have an affiliation with them. As a matter of fact, it was because of the relationship we have with AM 1150 that I got to actually be a part of both of uh, the Kings Stanley Cup winning broadcasts. In 2012, I got to host Kings Talk after the Kings won their first cup. And then in 2014, I was a part of the uh, championship parade. I got to ride on one of the buses with the players and be like a reporter on the scene for that. So that was really cool. Anyway, so I believe it was AM, uh, AM 1150 was the last time the Kings were on Thrust Radio. Uh, may not know this, but um, the Kings were paying to have their games on the radio. They were buying the airtime. Uh, so they were not making any money off their radio broadcast. So in addition to streaming, it's kind of like cord cutting with cable TV. I think streaming is to terrestrial radio. It's kind of the wave that everyone is moving into. Um, and I think the Kings felt like, let's get ahead of it and get on there for a couple of reasons. Um, because like I said, number one, that's where it's going anyway. And number two, we actually could make some money off of this. So they don't have to pay for airtime on, you know, the iHeartRadio app. 
Um, and the advertising they do sell for that now goes to them. Um, so yeah, that was a situation that just made sense from a money standpoint, which is why most decisions are made. Uh, let's see, let's check some of the YouTube comments. This one comes from Yarmo1330. Uh, he says Corpusalo should be our starting goalie come playoffs. That being said, and if it's a big and if and that's a big if the Kings end up winning the cup this year, Copley should get as much credit as Corpy. Uh, he saved our season for us, and we as Kings fans should never forget that. Dude came in and got wins as a third stringer when our $10 million goalie tandem nearly tanked the season. He's a true king, and I would love for him to be our backup for the foreseeable future. I'm also totally fine with Corpus Allo having a short leash in the playoffs because Copley has earned the trust of the team and the fans. Gotta love our goalie situation right now, which is not a statement I thought I would have said four months ago. Uh, true that, Yarmo. Uh, our next email comes from Frank in Ranchos Palo Verdes. He also touches a little bit on the goaltending, but he started off by saying, Byfield is hardly contributing anything to help the top line. In spite of a good pass or two, he's essentially non-existent out there. Remember, he was the number two pick in the world. Nothing wrong with giving him more time, but with the rain, not with the number one line. As far as the goaltending goes, simple eye test goes to Corpus Allo. He is clearly a more talented goaltender and fundamentally way more sound than Copley is. Hard to believe the coaching staff does not see this. Right now, the staff is overmanaging and doing too much thinking instead of seeing the obvious. Uh, that goes double for Spence. Uh, he has shown to have a great skill set out there. Well, I, was, I would disagree that it's clearly Corposalo at this point. I think Copley is doing just as well as Corposalo. Um, I wouldn't be shocked, though, if it was Corposalo in the playoffs. And the Byfield thing continues to be an issue with people. Um, I, like I've said, I'm not totally sure if how much credit he should get for the top line playing so well over the last few months. Are they doing it with him or because of him? I don't know the answer to that, but clearly uh, Frank thinks it's they're, they're having success in spite of them. All I know is this, don't change a thing. As long as it's working, keep him exactly where he is. Uh, and this one from Dominic Ephraim, also on the goaltending, he says, if both goalies play well on a normal rotation, I say don't change anything for the playoffs. Uh, continue with the same one-for-one. One. No reason to change things until one of them loses. Well, I, I doubt they're going to go undefeated the rest of the way. As a matter of fact, obviously we saw Phoenix Copley lost in the shootout against Nashville, but I don't ever recall a team in the playoffs going a true rotation alternating goalies every every game. Um, so that would be shocking if that happens. It just, it just hasn't been done. Uh, if the Kings do it, they definitely would be breaking some ground. But I would guess once the playoffs come around, there is going to be a decision made, and it will be either Jonas Corposalo or Phoenix Copley to start. But that's not to say we couldn't see one or the other as the playoffs go along. Hopefully it's a long playoff run for the LA Kings. Uh, we've got some more YouTube comments to read to you. But first, I need to let you know that today's episode also brought to you by our friends over at Athletic Greens. Uh, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, and it's just one scoop and a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And Athletic Greens wants to make it easier for you to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
We have some more YouTube comments to read, and this comes from Robert Wu. And Robert, I love saying your last name. It always makes me think of Ric Flair. And I, he, I saw he was he was in a uh, he was in the St. Louis Blues locker room reading the lineup, the starting lineup the other day. And I don't think he said Wu at the end of it, which is very disappointing. Uh, I digress. Uh, he says, as Robert says, as far as King's toughness, T Mac says they are tough in a sense that they check well and are aggressive with their sticks. They do get punked a fair amount. I agree there should have been a response to Jersey being hit twice, especially the one that knocked him out of the game. And when McKinnon bowled over Corpus Allo, there should have been a physical response by a King in order to protect our goalies. Kings are a finesse team with speed and skill, which worries me for the playoffs when games get more physical and gritty. Glad we have McEwen, a heavyweight compared to Lemieux, who's a middleweight. Hope Fiala isn't injured much at all and returns very soon. And this from Warmonger138, which is a great name. He says, I don't agree with your assessment of not playing Zach McEwen. The Kings will need him come playoff time. They 100% need more toughness, and he needs to play with the boys to get ready. Certainly, you have to be a tough team in the playoffs, but it's not what it once was, and it's been moving away from that for a long time. That traditional, we got to have big bodies banging around, that kind of thing. Um, it, it is more of a speed and skill and finesse game, better, for better or worse. Um, I don't see Zach McEwen playing much in the playoffs, if at all, frankly. Um, you know, if you look at kind of the the highest ceiling as far as who's one of those type of guys, the old school kind of intimidators, Ryan Reeves would probably be the top of the list now playing for the Minnesota Wild. Last year in the playoffs, he played about seven minutes a night for the New York Rangers and wasn't a factor at all. Maybe he throws a few hits early on to set a tone, that kind of thing. Um, but those type of players just aren't valuable. And, you know, you get in a close game in the third period and they never see the ice and you just can't have that. Honestly, um, you need to have some depth out there. So I would be very surprised if we see Zach McEwen play many games in the playoffs, uh, if at all, uh, this one comes from Michael B and he, uh, sent this after I had, uh, posted the episode about the Kings losing to Nashville and how it was a missed opportunity. He says, come on, Eddie, cut the team some slack, man. Uh, they are seventh in the entire NHL. If I would have told you that we'd be in this position before the season began, you would have been thrilled. You would have said, man, uh, we aren't. And, and as you said, man, we aren't going to win every game. I know it's a tight Pacific, but we're in good shape. Uh, all that said, I agree with you about T-Mac's poor choices of the lineup. Sitting Kaliev this many games when the power play is sluggish is just plain stupid. And in favor of McEwen again, stupid, stupid, stupid. I think we should have kept Lemieux. He had a toughness and scored some goals on a line with Lazat, a lot more than McEwen will ever score. I guarantee you that. And yes, Spence should be running the second power play unit when Jersey is out. In fact, I'd like to see Spence replace Walker right now. Maybe you were extra frustrated because to me, it also seems to that uh, it's worse when you're at the game and the team doesn't get a W. So yeah, I'm usually agreeing with you on everything you say practically, just saying overall, we should all be extremely excited about where we are with this team at this time of the year. And uh, yeah, I think uh, one of the reasons why I was a little bit frustrated with that uh, overtime, or excuse me, shootout loss to Nashville is looking at the lineup that the Predators put out there for that game and the names that were in that lineup. I mean, they had like Cody Glass on the top line that's their center or something. There was like some of Evangelista. And I mean, these are the names. I'm like, who are these players? It's like an AHL team. So I remember looking at that lineup that the Kings pass out to the media before every game. And you're just like, who are these guys? There's nobody on here that I fear, or is that great? The defensively, they had some Roman Yossi's great. And 
uh, you know, Ryan McDonough. There's good players there. And then they had their backup goalie. And I don't know. Shaquem should have won. Could have got two points out of that game. Should have gotten two points out of that game against the Predators. Uh, and this comes from the Big Lebowski. He says, uh, with a couple of knee-on-knee incidents involving Kings games, um, I would like to see a major penalty assessed more often and possibly suspensions. Those incidents usually lead to a player being injured and missing extensive periods of time. I know something is accidental, or sometimes it's accidental, such as the hit on Fiala, but yesterday's contact on Velarde seemed like it was done on purpose. Luckily, Velarde wasn't hurt, but it could have been disastrous. Uh, and that was from the Big Lebowski. I don't know if you posted that before or after. Jim Fox had some comments on one of the broadcasts about it, but he basically echoed exactly what you're saying. And I, I don't disagree with it at all. Um, you're right. Usually knee-on-knee hits are the ones that result in some of the more devastating injuries. Uh, also, the headshots as well are the more dangerous hits. So those two things need to be, I think, examined more closely. Obviously, the NHL is already doing that with the headshots. But I, I agree with what you're saying. I agree with what Jim Fox said the other night on the broadcast. The knee-on-knee hits are something that does need to be scrutinized more because of how dangerous they are. And uh, more major penalties for those types of hits do need to be handed out, I think. And that could result in suspensions as well. Of course, the NHL will screw up the suspensions because that's what they do with all their uh, suspensions. Hey, that's going to do it uh, for all the emails and all the YouTube posts for this week. Thank you so much to everyone who took the time to write a comment or send an email. Uh, really do appreciate all your comments, whether you got to read them or not on the show. Um, appreciate the comments and it, it helps out. Uh, I know on the YouTube channel, the more comments we have, it actually helps the, the channel out and the, and the episodes as well. So thank you again to everyone who commented on YouTube or who took the time to write an email. Much appreciated. We'll do it again next week. Uh, so if you would uh, like to contribute an email or a comment on YouTube, uh, please do that for future episodes. We, uh, again, do it every week. Love to get fan feedback here on Locked on LA Kings. Coming up on tomorrow's show, obviously we'll have a full recap of the games tonight against the Columbus Blue Jackets and hopefully talk about another big Kings win. Uh, if you would like to give feedback for a future show, the email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. And of course, you can always leave comments on the YouTube episodes as well. Uh, we're on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings and on Instagram at LockedOnLAKings. Hey, thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen. Make your second listen. Game the game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you again for listening and watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, and as always, go Kings go.